<laughs> what is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Young Entrepreneur Show. I'm here with Timmy the Dreamer for this episode of People Going Places. Timmy, thanks for coming on the show. How are you doing today? Oh, my man. I'm living the dream, brother. Wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Dude, I absolutely love it. I've been following your journey um, here for the past couple of months. And, you know, for those not uh, listening who may not know you, you're touring around the country with Charlie on the Dream Tour. Can you kind of just give us a background what the Dream Tour is? And uh, then we can dive into like how you got involved in, in stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah, the Dream Machine Tour. Uh, so we're actually a nonprofit. We're a foundation. Um, but we basically tour the country in a big, colorful RV called the Dream Machine. And we try to make dreams come true all around the country. So the last 10 months, we went from Los Angeles all the way through Vegas, Denver, Chicago, New York, down to Atlanta, Miami, Texas, and now back in LA. We went around the entire US and in every city, we tried to not only like give back from a philanthropic perspective, but, you know, inspire, educate, teach. We have events, um, meetups, obviously COVID limited those, but we try to go to parks and, you know, do different things like that. But the whole premise is making dreams come true, inspiring people to think bigger, believe bigger, uh, dream crazier, and to just make dreams come true everywhere we go. That's amazing. And I know that just from talking to you a little bit, your whole world has really like changed and opened up over the past like six months, year. Um, but you're always a dreamer. You're always a dreamer. Yeah. It seemed like you had your podcast. Um, can you tell our audience here, like what, what brought you to, to dreaming big and, and how you got yeah. involved with the, the dream tour? Yeah, man. Well, I would say like, you know, I'm from Minnesota. So it is not an extremely entrepreneurial dreamer sort of culture. I love Minnesota though. I mean, mm. amazing place, but a very, you know, down to earth, you're traditional nine to five. You're very like familial based, like environment, which is amazing. The issue was, is, you know, I went all out for, I guess, the traditional path. You could say I got okay. the straight A's studied super hard. I did go to college. Even in college, I was like, honors classes, fraternity. I did I did all these like check mark things that I feel like a human being from Minnesota with where I was from was supposed to do. Like the standard American dream, I was like, I'm I'm on my way. Like I'm checking all the boxes. And the big issue was is internally, I could looking back at it, it's easier to obviously see this, but internally there was always a little bit of a disconnect. Because I always kind of knew, okay, well the big thing is these, these jobs that this school wants me to do and that my dad wants me to do and that all my friends are doing, they don't interest me at all. Like, I don't want to go work for a Target or an investment bank or a big Fortune 500 company. And I kind of knew that. But I was sort of just like delaying that inevitable, I guess. I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm good. Like, in college, I did a few entrepreneurial things, but it was just like, I was happy in school. So it didn't like, I don't have any like pressing urge. So I guess like figure it out instantly. So I was like, I was like content and everything really changed when I lived in Thailand for six months. And that was right before my last year of college. And when I went to live in Thailand, it sort of was the first unlocking of, I guess, this dreamer in me fully. 
because I was like, you know what? I don't want to go like to a normal place. I want to go live somewhere freaking insane. And where's the craziest place I could think of? Let's go to Bangkok. Let's go to Southeast Asia and let's just see what happens. And so I went there and it was incredible, man. And just the biggest thing was how it opened my mind to, I can do whatever I want to do in this world. You know, I met kids from hundreds of different countries and in every single place around the world, people operate in a different way. And so in my head, I was like, oh, you know, the way that Minnesota has been teaching me how to operate, I don't have to live like that. That's just like one perspective. You take like a, you know, on Amazon, you can view the products from a 360 degree angle. Mm-hmm. Well, our lives are usually just one snapshot. You look at the shoe and you can see it in one direction. But the reality is that the world is this 360 degree view thing that it depends on how you're looking at it. And so once I got to see, oh, I can look at this thing from any way I want to, and I can be anything I want to be, and I can do anything I want to do. I was like, okay, well, that's awesome. Like, let's, let's go a totally different route. Now, the big inflection point for me then, though, was when I got back. Because when I got back, I was tossed back into that exact same environment. I was still back in my normal school. I had one more year left. And honestly, it was the worst six months of my life. I was miserable. Like, first time in my life that I experienced, like, extreme anxiety, like, to a point where I would be, like, laying in bed. And I'm a super happy dude. I'd be laying in bed, like, crying. Like, literally crying. I, like, my chest would tighten up. Like, I was going through a breakup. I was like, again, all these jobs that people want me to do, I don't want to do. My dad was kind of like, hey, man, what's your plan after graduation? And I was like, "Eh, I don't know. So it was like this internally, I knew I wanted to change, but my external world was still exactly the same. And eventually it got to a point where I was just like, screw it. Like those whole four years that I was at school, I knew internally who I kind of wanted to be like deep down I knew who I wanted to be but I was like you know going with the flow and I was like I'm, I'm all right I'll, I'll wait it out but eventually I think if you wait long enough you're going to hit that point which is where I hit which was like I really don't like this and the problem started just stacking on top of each other this mental health this happiness this career indecision this who do I want to be in this world And so the day that really changed my life, September 14th, 2018, I remember the exact date, went to a coffee shop in Madison, Wisconsin, and I wrote down in my journal, took it out, got all cozy, had my kombucha, and I said, today is the day that I'm signing a lifetime contract with my dreams. I said, I'm not going to apply to any other job. I'm not going to do anything besides figure out how do I be happy and how do I follow the path that was made for me, not society's path, but my dream, my American dream. And how do I impact as many people's lives as possible? And so that started me on this journey, which was about, you know, two and a half years ago of like, okay, instead of starting super external, I started insanely internal. How do I figure out mental health? How do I figure out my purpose? How do I figure out what I want to like do that's going to like make me feel alive? How do I figure out like how to like embody this human being that I want to be? 
how do I find other communities of like dreamers like me that I can like connect with? So I don't feel like I'm this weird, crazy dude that is unlike anybody else that I'm with. Right. And I just started checking off the list one by one. And I really was like, I want to start internal. I want to start with that happiness first, because I had seen, again, my brother is like four years older than me. So I was able to see a lot of his friends, like find that early stage success. And I was able to have a few other friends who, you know, had parents who were CEOs and millionaires and this and that. And just through talking to them, I was like, they don't seem insanely happy. A lot of them. And they found that external success at a very young age. And I was like, there must be a difference between success and happiness. There's got to be a difference. And it was all theory at this point, at that point, it was all theory. But I was like, if I can just figure out my happiness and figure out how to operate on a high frequency purpose-driven wavelength, then I'm going to, I'm going to figure it out. And that became my mission. And that's kind of what, you know, led me to discovering Charlie and getting on this tour, which I guess is a whole other story in itself. Dude, that's incredible. And it's funny because I can relate so much to that. Like society thinks you got it all stacked up, lined up and are doing amazing. Like I was at college at the university of Southern California and you know, so many people. Ooh, USC. Yeah. I was going uh, there for my freshman year, but I'm like, dude, there must be more. And at this, it was, the perfect, be. It, it was the perfect storm because I also got into reading these personal development books, the Robert Kiyosaki, mm-hmm. like all these guys. And I'm like, what? I can like have control and not be, I was studying to be an accountant. I'm like, I don't want to sit in an accountant's job the rest of my bro, life. Like, right, bro? Oh, I thought yeah. I was going to be an investment banker, dude. I was like, can you imagine me being an investment banker? I'm like, that is like the complete opposite. But people uh-huh. just get in your head. Like, bro, yeah, get dude. this. Here's this crazy story. Listen to the story. All right. So after I got from Thailand, that, that period of my life where I was just like super anxious, just like, again, mm-hmm. the weight of the world, I didn't know how to hold it. My okay. whole life, I think I'd kind of been like, I guess that that term toxic positivity might describe me as a younger kid. I was like, it's going to be good. But I didn't really understand how to deal with like other emotions and stuff. Okay. So that time in my life, again, was just like, I was anxious. I didn't know what to do with my life. I was like super down. But I did have an internship at this awesome company by most people's standards, this really cool digital marketing company. And... At the end of the, I mean, after two weeks, I was like, this just, I'm, I'm not going to work here. I already know it. It was after mm. Thailand. I still had like sand in my ears and I had a man bun and I had beads on my wrist. I was like, this is just not where it's I'm going to work. Life. But by the end of the summer, get this, bro. I was, this actually day stuck with me for about two years. I went into the CEO's office and we had a talk. CEO, founder of the company, you know, it's an eight, nine figure business. He's a very successful dude. I told him, because I'm an honest dude. I'm never going to like, I'm an open book. People are going to ask me anything. I was like, dude, I just want to feel more alive. I want to go to a place or do something that makes me feel like my life is incredible. Guess what he said to me? What? Straight to my face is direct words where you are not going to find that. What? Can you imagine a dude worth millions of dollars running this 
awesome, young, hip digital marketing agency telling a 21-year-old kid, 21-year-old kid that he's not going to find something that makes him feel alive. Bro, Bro, I use that. I use that. I don't like to use other people as motivation, but I was like, yo, fuck this dude. Like, I am going to figure it out. I knew it was a reflection of him, but again, that was the yeah. same thing. I was like, this guy found so much success. But clearly, if he's telling me that internally, there must be something going on in his world. So I'm like, okay, that was one of the final straws that then led to that day at the coffee shop of like, yo, 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 this whole universe we're living in is backwards. People are trying to chase things to find happiness and they're building these things and they're doing this stuff. I'm like, nope, I'm going to flip the script and just stare inside and just figure out my life improve to myself, but also this guy that I can do everything I put my mind to in this world. And honestly, I should write the dude a letter and be like, yo, I found it, bro. Dude, ultimate, not even that it's revenge, but that would just be like, dude, you can't find it. I got to send them a letter, dude. I got to. And just be like, hey, just please, please, please do not tell anybody else what you told me. Because there's kids around the world with amazing dreams and everybody's dream has a purpose and everybody's dream makes this world a better place. And if you tell people that they can't, they might just believe you and you might be the person that's denying the world of another amazing dreamer helping push humanity forward. And I think I got to write him a letter, bro. I think I got to. You got to. You got to. I got to just throw this fact in too. Um, I used to think like, you know, work you know, it was a grind. It could be tough and things like that. And, you know, it can be maybe at sometimes, but it, I didn't really believe, you know, you could love what you do and stuff like that. And I literally woke up like 15 minutes before my alarm today, jumped out of bed because I was so excited with what I'm doing. <laughs> and it's like, they just don't teach that in school. So dude, let's oh, dive into dude. this because I know there are people listening who are like, you know, I'm in that place, maybe a job, maybe it's school and they're like, they know they're, you know, looking to do more. So can you just kind of tell us your story, how you got linked up with Charlie and maybe you can spread some wisdom on how kind of, how to go about like getting into your dreams and, and really pursuing them. I know there's no one Absolutely, cut and dry bro. path, but maybe <laughs> it could give them some, some inspiration, some ideas. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, I think the thing you just said is super important. Like everyone's got their own perspective on this. I think that's why it's important to have a podcast and be asking people a bunch of different opinions. So I will share mine. Um, how I went about it is, again, the step one was that commitment. That day I signed a lifetime contract with my dreams, there was no going back. But again, that was more about the internal. And so what I mean by that, I wasn't set on at the age of 21, having life figured out because nobody does. And nobody at the age of 50 or 70 or 80 has life figured out. And so I was like, okay, externally, I'm not going to be able to just say, I want to do this the rest of my life. It's like almost impossible to answer because we change what we do very often as human beings. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I want to be again, happy. I want to follow my own path and I want to help people. So I started trying things, but those were my measurements of success. I asked myself, 
Is this making me happier? Eh, okay, let's not do this. Okay, let's try this. Um, impact. Like, are we going to change a lot of lives here? Um, no. Okay. Well, what within impact do I want to do? Well, actually, I'm really passionate about community and education and this. So, like, as time evolves, you start to get more specific. You start to learn. And that's kind of how my podcast got created. Because, again, I was always a nerd, like I said, 4.0 student. But everything I learned, like, didn't apply to me. So I was like, let's create a podcast called Dreamology, which is literally studying how to make our dreams a reality. Talking about things, again, that we don't talk about in school, mental health, purpose, you know, strengths, weaknesses, identity, community, all this different stuff, right? And I created my own journal uh, that I have. I called it my Dreamology journal. And literally every day I was just writing what I was learning. So to me, the best part about this journey, and this is actually Charlie's winning streak philosophy at the same time too, that we can get into later is that everything is a win. When you're on your journey and you choose to start chasing your own path, everything is a win because either A, you're in the right direction or B, most of the times that you screw up or something goes wrong, you're led the wrong way, it leads you to something 10 times better. Because I tried like social media management. I tried to like oh, work for yeah. these like life coaches for a bit. I tried all these different things. I probably tried like 12 things and not to mention had hundreds of conversations like, do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? And it took me a long time to like figure stuff out, but I was committed and I was always learning and I used all those wins and losses as fuel towards my dreams. And eventually I started to realize too that even in those low moments, it's almost the most exciting point of the journey. Because those low moments are actually what's building us, right? Actually what's testing us. And it's, in my head, the universe saying, you need to level up or you got to do something else. The low moments are just trying to teach you something. And so when you start to look at your journey like that and you start to, again, being, for me, like being very mission driven, you just can't fail. You can fail at a business, but at a mission, you can only learn. You can only get better. So my mission to impact people and having that be my foundation for everything was like, okay, all I got to do is figure out how to serve this out, figure out how to grow, figure out what to do. And I think like one of the best ways to do that, like for me, was literally just looking at like, okay, what am I best at? Like, what are my superpowers? And so literally, I remember one day I called like 20 of my friends and as cheesy as it sounds, I was like, yo, what are my superpowers? Like, what are they? And the craziest thing happened. Everybody said the exact same two things. They said your optimism and your ability to make others feel seen. Your ability to connect with other people. And I was like, okay, well, those must be my superpowers if all the 20 people closest to me are saying that's what I'm best at. And then I looked at like my struggle, which was like, what did I really struggle with? Well, I know the biggest thing I struggled in life was that inflection point, that decision of, I need to go chase a dream, but it's really hard to find community, to figure out your freaking mental health, which was a battle for me for so many years. And, you know, to this day, I'm lucky to have so many practice yeah. and stuff to be able to deal with it. You know, the education, me being totally going down the wrong education path. So I started to say, all right, well, I'm going to use my biggest gifts of optimism and helping people 
feel seen and being connected to people to create things that change people's life, that impact people. So I took my struggle, I took my strengths, combined them, and I found which direction I needed to run. And I started running that way as fast as I could. And when I was in Minnesota, I created my Dreamology podcast, and I was literally just launching this thing called the Dreamers Initiative, which is so crazy how freaking aligned it was with this whole tour. I called the Dreamers Initiative, and I was like, I'm going to build Minnesota's biggest, baddest community of dreamers because I know they're out there, but there's no place for us to go hang out, be together, chase our dreams together. I was like, I'm going to freaking do this. And sure enough, not to mention also this whole time living in my parents' house. Yeah. So I'm dead broke. I have no money, but I don't care because I'm like, I know I'm going the right direction. Mm-hmm. So finally, I got to move out of my parents' place. Moved into Northeast Minneapolis, five of my friends, things were looking good. You know, my brother is a videographer, so I was helping him out with stuff. You know, we were kind of just combining our, combining our minds. And I was like, wow, I'm like, I'm heading in the right direction. Like, this is cool. I really see how this is, this is going to go. A week later, I made the impulsive choice to drive six hours to meet Charlie Rocket. And that decision changed everything (sighs) insane bro so charlie for those who don't know used to manage two chains used to manage travis porter he's won grammys he won emmys multi-million dollar businesses he's only 32 years old incredible dude he at the peak of his music career had a brain tumor and he almost died which caused him to leave the brain leave the music industry and chase his dreams of being an athlete in about a year, he lost 120 pounds, reversed his brain tumor, and became an IT athlete. He made all his dreams come true, right? He got the brain tumor, left the music industry, lost the weight, became an Ironman, bikes across America, and eventually became official Nike-sponsored athlete, which was like his big dream. And so he created this thing called the Dream Machine Tour to help make a million people's dreams come true. He said he wanted to be a new type of millionaire one that changed a million lives instead of had a million dollars. And so I was like, you know what? I really want to meet this guy because part of my dreamology podcast was like, I want to meet all my heroes, but also this guy's all about dreams. Like it, it's so aligned with what I want to do. And so I was like, I'm going to go meet him. And so me and my brother, we drove six hours and here's the big thing. Like we showed up and I just wanted to help him. So we showed up with like 50 ideas of like content, videos, marketing strategies, this, that. And so when we met him, we said, hey, yeah, man, like here, we just brought all these ideas for you of like stuff you could do to like, you know, maybe improve what you're doing or here's some ideas or, you know, we'll be here all weekend. So if you want us to just like film for you all weekend or create a video or a story. And so right off the bat, he's like, oh, okay, I kind of like these guys. And so then the first event they had that night, which is a dream rally, which is where we all like write our dreams in balloons, set them off in the sky. It's like a big manifestation party, basically. You know, we were helping around the event. We were filming, recording. And then that night he was like, hey, guys, I have this idea for this winning streak film about like my life story. That whole night I didn't sleep, stayed up the entire night, made a full storyboard, full script, full game plan. The next morning, I was like, hey, man, do you want to film this today? He's like, when did you make this? I said, oh, well, I didn't, I didn't really sleep. Like, I just, I made it last night. 
And he's looking at me like, you know, who are these guys? Like, you know, what, what's going on? And again, I wasn't even trying to really get anything. I was really just trying to like get, I mean, yeah, I like wanted to interview on my podcast, but again, I hadn't even brought that up. Cause I was like, you know what? I don't really want, I don't really feel comfortable asking from this guy. Mm-hmm. Like I just want to give to him. Mm-hmm. And so later that day, um, he finally asked me like, Hey man, so like, what's your story? Like, who are you? You know, he's like, what are you doing here? And that's when I told him, I said, man, I really want to change the world on a big level. You know, I was the kid who followed society's path and it didn't work for me. It didn't work at all. And I know that there's millions and millions and millions of kids out there who also it's not working for, and they're also struggling with mental health. They're also trying to find community and they're also trying to figure out who they are. And they're also trying to like change the world and they don't exactly know how to do it. And we all don't know how to do it, but I want to find a way to build a path that we can all follow together. Communities of dreamers, you know, these different events I was telling them about, this different education platform. I was like, I want to build a free university for dreamers. I was telling them all this crazy stuff. And he was like, dude, this is exactly what I want to do with my life. Like the alignment here is absolutely insane. And so it was just weird. It was all weird. It was like that moment that you kind of meet a cute girl for the first time and you're kind of like, there's going to be something here. You know, it was one of those moments where it was like, there's definitely going to be something here. And I went home and I was like, this is crazy because I was just mind blown because I wrote down I wanted this guy to be my mentor. I'd written down I wanted to like do all this different stuff with him. And now I met him and he likes me and there's like something going on potentially. And so the next weekend we drove back and we filmed the whole video. And it was at the end of that weekend that he was like, hey, guys, you know, I'm going to go on vacation for five days. But by the end, I'm going to need to know if you want to come on tour with us full time. And I was like, I was like, say that again. He's like, no, yeah, I want I want you guys. Like, I'm looking for people like you guys. And, you know, I really want this to happen. And I was like, holy crap, like this is insane. Like, here's this thing, you know, right, that I, I knew I wanted to help people and help dreamers. But I was doing it on such a small scale. But then here's the opportunity and I'll do it on a global level with this guy who's, you know, a marketing genius and an inspirational dude. And, and you know, the, the crazy other part is that he couldn't pay me yet. So there was going to be no payment right off the bat. But I was like, you know what, man? You just got to say yes. You didn't get this far by saying no. You know what you're committed to. You're committed to changing lives and being happy and feeling alive, just like what that CEO told me I couldn't do. And so I left, man. I left on the road and I knew I had a three month runway because I knew I had three months of money left in my bank account. So I was like, I'm going to go on the road and I'm going to do so well that I'm going to figure out how to make this work. And within those three months, we raised over a million dollars. We helped over 500 people. We gave away cars. We bought homes for people. We made music dreams come true. We had people meet NBA players. We just went all out. And the last six months of my life have been insane to the point where I actually went from being an unpaid intern on the road to just two weeks ago being announced the COO of the entire organization. And it was all because I took a chance on myself and I was just following that mission and that purpose. And man, we've been able to help people all across the world. Our TikTok just blew up to 1.5 million followers. We started at 16,000 six months ago. We we're talking to Netflix about his TV show. 
we're talking to people about signing book deals. We're talking about like music festivals we're going to create through this. We're talking about partnerships with some of the biggest companies in the world. I mean, it's what we're trying to do is lay the foundation for anyone, anywhere who wants to chase the dream can do it. And we want to do that through our communities, through our givebacks, through our education. We want to, as we call it, a dreamer conglomerati. It's not even a real word, but that's what we call it. The conglomerati of we want dreamers to be able to come together because we know that dreamers are what's going to change the world and everybody's got a dream. And we feel super inspired by this mission. And bro, I'm never going to stop, bro. This is like six months in and, and we're just getting started, man. Oh my gosh. I can feel it, dude. I could feel that energy and, and the heart <laughs> coming behind that, man. That's so amazing. And I know that you got to go soon, um, but we're definitely going to have to have you back on because this has been incredible. But, you know, last question here, what would you say to that person who is, you know, going the traditional route, um, but, you know, mm. has a dream or maybe isn't sure of a dream? What would you tell mm. them? Mm. I would say if you're listening to this and you're truly in a spot that you're not happy with, it's never going to change unless you decide to change it. And so that day that I said, I'm going to change this, I'm going to sign that lifetime contract with my dreams, and I'm just going to run this way. And I'm not going to chase a bunch of these external flashy things. I'm just going to try to find who I am and why I'm here and how to make myself happy and how to serve others and just run in that direction. Just start running and don't look back and then just keep running. And then if you come to a fork in the road, just take a left or a right and keep running. And then you're going to come to another fork in the road and take a left or right and keep running. But once you start this journey, and as you said, Pierce, once you start to feel those mornings where you get to feel alive and once you start to like get to understand that some of the parts suck, but then those parts actually lead to beautiful things. A lot of the rain often leads to rainbows in our lives that you are going to be so happy that you decided to have the courage to step up and to run the other way and to just live life the way that you want to. And so I believe in all you guys out there, guys and girls, and just believe in yourself. Believe that you can do it because nobody is more special than the other person. None of us are superhuman. None of us are different from a homeless person to a president of the United States to just me and you, some average kids from, from America. We're all the same. We all have a unique offering to give to the world. And so your dream's important. That's how I say your dream is important. Your dream is not just about you. It is about the life that you can serve. And so go out there, chase that dream, do that thing, ask that person out do it. Date, whatever it is that you've been whatever, waiting Whatever, big or small. Freaking do it. Sign a lifetime contract. Take out a piece of paper, put it on the wall and say, today's the day I'm signing a lifetime contract with my dreams and write down what that means to you. And look at that bad boy every single morning. And I'm telling you, your life's gonna your life's gonna change. So that's, that's my amazing. advice, man. That's amazing. Dude, thanks so much for sharing that. I'm 
I, I had heard that before and it's just hitting different today. Um, I'm definitely going to sign that contract right after here. Let's go, I basically, Let's I basically go. have already, but I need to see it every day. Um, but man, thanks yeah. so much for your time. Where can people connect with you and, and support uh, the dream tour? Absolutely. So all of my social channels are Timmy, the dreamer. Um, you'll find me on Instagram mostly, but then if you want to follow um, Charlie, it's just at Charlie on all platforms and uh the tiktok that we manage is under his name so at charlie on tiktok and um just launched our snapchat show actually yesterday oh, yeah. um official partnership with snapchat it's called dream machine on snapchat it's the first episode has hit 8 million views in under 12 oh. hours so things are like i said picking up so i can send you links uh pierce but those are yeah. where you can find me That'd be great. Amazing, dude. Well, thanks so much. And thanks guys for listening to this episode.